Okay, so we're going to talk about just causes for termination of employment. So this is based on Article 297 of the Labor Code of the Philippines. So one of the very important management prerogatives is the right to terminate employees. So the just causes in terminating an employee are lodged in Article 297 of the Labor Code, which provides now the termination of employer uh, by the employer. The employer may terminate the employment of the following causes. So first is if there is serious misconduct or willful disobedience by the employee of the lawful orders of his employer or representative in connection with his work, and B, gross and habitual neglect by the employee of his duties. So, ang pinakauna is there is serious misconduct or willful disobedience by the employee. But take note that this is of the lawful orders of his employer. Okay? So, if it's not a lawful order, therefore, there is no serious misconduct of his employer or representative in connection with his work. B. Gross and habitual neglect by the employee of his duties. So, if there is gross and habitual neglect no, by the employee of his duties, then number three, there is fraud or willful breach by the employee of the trust reposed in him by his employer or duly authorized representative. Okay, if there is fraud or a willful breach. So, remember... This is fraud and willful breach by the employee of the trust reposing him by his employer or duly authorized representative. And uh, four, there is a commission of a crime or offense by the employee against the person of his employer or any immediate member of his family or his duly authorized representatives. Okay, so there is a crime. No, and this crime is committed either against the employee or his immediate members of his family or his duly authorized representatives. Okay? And there is also, uh, there are also other analogous no, to the foregoing. Okay? So, let's start with the first uh, first part no, of the just causes. And the first is serious misconduct. The first cause to terminate, the first cause to terminate uh, an employee is serious misconduct. Okay? Uh, by the way, before we proceed, let us try to understand what is the difference between just causes and authorized uh, authorized causes, no? So, as we can as far as we can remember uh, during our lessons with our professor, it is very clear that for just causes, just cause is actually a ter- is a limitation, no, in in terms of the security of tenure of the it could be a basis no, for terminating uh, an employee. So the proximate cause behind behind just causes is for uh, is the employee himself, no, because of his conduct or whatever he has done or whatever offense he has committed. While on the the proximate cause for authorized causes focuses with the employer, okay. So, there are also major differences in terms of payment of salaries. For instance, for just causes, the payment usually no, is uh, there is no need to pay separation uh, uh, separation pay for the employee unless no, they are subjected as provided in the discerning 
compassionate doctrine that was previously discussed wherein we will be giving them uh, 5,000 pesos if the offense is not serious misconduct, it's not willful uh, willful disobedience or is gross or habitual neglect of duty or it's uh, it's regarding fraud or willful breach of trust uh, if it's not a, something that is related to to the morals no, of the person and of course there is no crime committed against the person or his immediate family so these are offenses no, that are not considered uh, under the ambit of discerning compassionate doctrine okay so in short there is no 5,000 pesos for but there are, there is also a case cited here that talks about provision of this uh, even a one month salary no more than the 5,000 pesos Okay, because in that case, it was discussed that the person was even awarded as an outstanding employee before, and uh, he he only wanted really to gain more uh, more customers, no. So uh, the, the, there was an offense, but we know that there was no uh, intent no, to do harm. All right, so that's that's the background for just causes. Okay, and of course, let's not forget that uh, in terms of notices, there's also a major difference no, for just cause and authorized causes because for just cause, you are uh, required to do the two-notice rule. Now, the first one is all about the provision of notice to explain and then notice to terminate, the second one. Well, the twin-notice rule is for just authorized causes wherein you will be required to furnish Dolly and the employee uh, the notices and this is done simultaneously okay so this is uh, we will talk about serious misconduct so the first cause to terminate an employee is serious misconduct although the labor code lump serious misconduct or willful disobedience the jurisprudence shows that these two are separate and distinct from each other in fact each has its own separate elements to understand these better uh, terms in a better perspective it is important to analyze the first concept okay So, again, no, the first just cause to terminate an employee is, the, this is the first one that we are discussing, it's serious misconduct. Although the labor code lumps serious misconduct or willful uh, disobedience, no, it seems that they are lumping it down there. But actually, they are different from each other. So, serious misconduct and willful disobedience are different from each other. Okay. The jurisprudence shows that the two are separate and distinct from each other. In fact, each has its own separate element. So we need to memorize later on the elements. To understand these terms in a pers- better perspective, it is important to analyze first the concept. So let's analyze it together. You know, that uh, willful disobedience and again, the serious misconduct. Misconduct is the improper or wrong conduct. It is the transgression. So let's start with misconduct okay so this is serious uh, misconduct is improper or wrong conduct it is the transgression of some established and definite rule of action of forbidding act a dereliction of duty willful in character and implies a wrongful intent and not a mere error so what is being mentioned here it is improper it is wrong it is a transgression of some established and definite rule of action it is the transgression there is a transgression of of a rule that is established and definite definite and uh, it is also considered a forbidden act a dereliction of duty 
willful in character it means you have intentionally do it and implies wrongful intent so there is a wrongful intent in your part and not a mere error of judgment so let's try to memorize that no uh, it's an improper or wrong conduct it is the transgression of some established rule it is a forbidden act it is a dereliction of duty it is a willful uh, it is willful in character implies wrongful intent and not a mere error of judgment so it's not definitely just an, an error of the judgment of the person okay the misconduct to be serious must be grave no so in order for it to be qualified as serious it should be grave and aggravated no aggravated character and not merely trivial or unimportant it should be something of great importance something that is grave no and for it to be called serious okay such misconduct however serious must nevertheless be in connection with the employee's work to constitute to constitute just cause for his separation so it's uh, it's a very important point no? that in order for you to consider it a serious misconduct whatever allegation you have should be constitute no uh, there should be a connection with the employee's work and this is the reckoning point for it to be constituted as a just cause for separation thus for misconduct of or improper behavior to be a just cause for dismissal it must be serious no it must be serious and it must relate to the performance of the employee's duties and it must show that the employee has become unfit to continue working for the employer so th these are the elements no so what are the elements okay so for elements of serious misconduct we have to take note of the following okay the first one is is that it should be serious okay it should be serious so these are the elements okay number one serious number two it should be uh related to the performance no related to the performance of the employee okay so let's write that down and then number three it should be it must show that the employee is unfit no unfit to continue working so as we can see here uh, there are three elements SRU no it's our SRU okay so these are the elements of serious uh, misconduct no suru no so uh, how do we sure okay so to be sure no can can just rearrange them okay you can use the the acronym sure for us to remember it better no? sure because r here anyway is related to the performance of the employee so you can just have it as one no but the s here means it should be serious and that to be uh it should be uh, the letter u here means it must uh, unfit no he should be unfit to continue no to continue his job to continue working fit to continue working and then 
the R or the Re or the, the, the R here is that it is he must be uh, related it must be related to the performance of the employee okay so those are the elements of serious misconduct okay misconduct elements all right i think that's clear already let's make a card out on this Okay, so the first one is again serious. Memorize that. And fit to continue working. And then RE is related. Okay. So the acronym here is SURE. Alright. We have a very good acronym for us to remember it. Okay. So, indeed, an employer may not compel to continue to employ such person whose continued service would patently be inimical to his to the employer's interest. The Supreme Court added an element which is a wrongful intent. So, sure, Dayon, uh, the last is the wrongful intent. Okay, so there should be wrongful intent. And this has been added by jurisprudence. In the absence of a wrongful intent, the penalty the penalty must be suspension so if there's no wrongful intent the penalty is if yes then it is termination okay if no then it should be suspension okay so we're going to include that in our flashcard okay So that's how we're going to analyze it here. I'm going to change the crop. Okay. So let's now proceed to another part. So, there should be wrongful intent. If yes, then the punishment should be termination. If there is none, then the punishment should be suspension. Okay? The conduct to be serious within the meaning of the act must be grave and aggravated character and not merely trivial or unimportant. Illegal use of drugs is considered serious misconduct and a ground to terminate an employee. One unique case in regarding to employee whose attributes... no. Okay, one unique ground, no one unique case in regarding employee whose attribute is de- attitude is deplorable. She is tactless and insolent in dealing with the superior, despite repeated warnings from the employer, obstinately refuses to curtail a bellicose inclination such as that it erodes the morale of the co-employees. The same may be ground for dismissal for serious misconduct. Her attitude has eroded the morale of her co-employees, and the Supreme Court considered it a serious misconduct. So, pwede sa ngilad kikagbatasan. No, so that is considered serious misconduct. In one case, in one case, the employee argued that the act of using validated parking tickets did not cause damage to his employer. 
and the employee should not be terminated. It need not wait for it to suffer actual damage or loss between, uh, before it can rightfully dismiss an employee who has already found to have been dishonest. The fact that the petitioner did not suffer losses from the dishonesty of the respondent does not excuse the latter from any culpability. The Supreme Court ruled that his act of dishonesty is a ground to terminate his employee, employment. An example of serious misconduct is theft no, committed by an employee. The criminal conviction is not required before the employee can be terminated. Substantial evidence not guilt beyond reasonable doubt is required in labor cases. So in one case, a woman employed in a serious medical institution was impregnated by her co-employee boyfriend. The two sweethearts with no legal impediments. The Supreme Court ruled that there must be substantial evidence to establish a premarital sex and pregnancy are disgraceful and moral. No? And immoral. Otherwise, they cannot be considered serious misconduct. Okay, so wala makaibases because there are no legal impediments between them. Serious misconduct must be differentiated from ordinary misconduct. Okay, so the former is just a uh, just cause for termination, while the latter is not. Okay, so take note that uh, ordinary misconduct should be differentiated with with serious misconduct. The serious misconduct bases siya for termination, while the latter is not. Absence of any wrongful intent is only ordinary. So again, if it has no wrongful intent, that is ordinary misconduct. So the reckoning point between the serious misconduct and the the the, the ordinary misconduct is the wrongful intent. You know, the wrongful intent is the reckoning point. If the employee commits an ordinary misconduct, a commensurate, commensurate penalty must be imposed, not termination in accordance with the principle of discretionary justice. The employer may refer to its company policy and impose the appropriate penalty.